Welcome to the Manx Theatre Podcast. Come on to the theatre! Hello and welcome back to episode 38 of the Manx Theatre Podcast with me, Neil Callan. Thank you to everyone who's listened to our previous episodes. If you're brand new to the podcast, welcome along and thanks for joining us. In this podcast, we like to try and keep you up to date with what's going on in theatre on the Isle of Man, chatting to the cast and creatives of upcoming shows to find out a little bit more about the shows and the people behind them, and also what our Manx born and bred performers are doing further afield. Coming up on this week's podcast... I'm joined by Bethany McGee and Jordan McCormack from Centre Stage Productions, ahead of their upcoming production of Grease, which is playing at the Gaiety Theatre from the 24th of September to the 1st of October. You can still listen to all of our previous episodes through all the usual podcast outlets and at manxradio.com forward slash podcasts. Whilst you're there, make sure to give us a like and click subscribe or follow or wherever it is you need to do to make sure that you never miss an episode. So thanks for joining me again after a little summer break. I have to say that Back to the Future the Musical, which I finally got to see whilst I was away, was one of the most fun musicals I've had the pleasure to see. Any concerns I may have had over an almost entirely new cast one week into their run were gone within seconds of the music and a high-energy dance routines bursting out all over the stage. With the set dressing spilling over into the theatre and into all of the bars and concession areas within the theatre, it was a real theatrical experience not to be missed. And I have the photos to prove it. Talking of theatrical experiences, I was saddened to have missed the Three Legs production of Once at the Gaiety whilst I was off the island. My Facebook feed was filled for days with nothing but praise for this unique production. From the traditional band playing before the show and during the interval, the specially built bar in the orchestra pit which allowed you to enjoy drinks in the stalls throughout the show, and the wonderfully talented cast playing all of their own instruments, many of which were playing either instruments new to them or were new to the stage. We seem to be talking a lot recently about Ben Caron and his exploits in Heathers at the Other Place Theatre, playing the lead role of JD. Well, there's no stopping Ben at the moment, as it was his final performance in Heathers on the 4th of September, before going into a few mad weeks of rehearsals for Les Mis, where he will be the understudy for Marius, and his first performance will be on September the 27th. As mentioned a couple of episodes ago, former member of Manx Ops and the DCU, John Young, is just about to start his new role at the National Theatre as staff director on their production of new play, Kerry Jackson. The play, starring Faye Ripley of Cold Feet fame, runs at the National Theatre on London's South Bank from the 30th of November through to the 21st of January 2023. Also, as we mentioned a few episodes ago, Damien Neal, who is currently on the UK tour of Les Mis, has been promoted to second cover for Javert. Well, we're happy to say that on the 15th of August 2022, Damo made his debut as Javert and also had a few performances that week too. Well done. Congratulations, Damo. Make sure you keep up to date with what's going on between episodes by following Manx Theatre Podcast on both Facebook and Instagram and at Manx Theatre Pod on Twitter. Okay, down to business. I'm joined on the podcast today by director Bethany McGee and performer Jordan McCormick, who is taking on the role of Betty Rizzo. Bethany and Jordan, welcome to the Manx Theatre Podcast. Hi, hello. Great to have you here. So, now, you're both here today to talk about Grease, which is Centre Stage Productions' latest production coming up at the end of this month. Now, this is the third time that Grease has been done on the Isle of Man, first in 2004 with myself and the cast, again in 2012 which I think you were part of, weren't you, Bethany? Yes, I was Jan in that one. So for those people then who haven't seen any of those two previous ones, because they might be a bit young, Jordan, (laughs) (laughs) and have somehow managed to avoid the 1978 smash hit film, what can you tell us about the story of Greece? 
The story of Greece, it's well, it's set in a high school, so um, it's quite fun, isn't it? The whole the yeah. whole show is just a ball of energy, mm-hmm. um, and it's about a couple that meet in the summer, and they fall in love in the summer, and they think they go- they're going their separate ways, and it comes to light that they're actually in the same school. He's quite a cool dude with some um, a group of lad friends that you know, if he's swooning over a girl, it's not cool to them. <laughs> Um, and she's quite a prim and proper young girl and she gets in with the pink ladies who are just a bunch of very different characters that all love each other um, and then bring the wild side out of her and it's basically just seeing their journey um, their highs and their lows of their relationship the relationships of the t-birds and the relationship of the pinks and just how they go about um, their school life and then it ends up with them joining together and living happily ever after but you need to come see the show to really enjoy it but i don't think there's not many people on in the world that hasn't seen greece or know what greece is about Mm. so yeah so have you, are we can, can we expect all the, the, the big famous numbers from the film? Because I know there are some certain restrictions around Sandy, I think it is, isn't there? It- yes, yeah, so we've got all the um, all the smash hits from the film in it. We've got the extra rights for that as well. So right. we've got Hopelessly Devoted, Sandy in there, all of the ones that you want in there. Yeah, brilliant. So, Jordan, then, this is your... Is this your sort of first time in, in sort of the, the, the more adult shows? Yeah, um... So I used to do quite a lot of shows when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I kind of got to the last part of high school, so kind of A-levels and GCSEs, um, I stopped because I just wanted to focus on my studies. So getting back into it, I was around, it was 2019, sort of end of 2019, I got back into it, which is obviously pandemic next year. <laughs> so. Perfect timing, yeah. Yeah, literally. So my first show back was supposed to be ghost right which oh. obviously didn't yeah. get to stage which was ridiculously gutting yeah um because just I think the week before wasn't it? literally yeah, yeah we were just about to go into tech and we just got told one day oh well you you're not going on now yeah. <laughs> it was just kind of that was it and then it was locked down so yeah so this is actually my third time lucky trying to get back on stage because <laughs> right. i tried to do night at the musicals as well yeah. with manx ops which then eventually got cancelled again. Yeah. So, yeah, touch wood, this one makes it on stage. And, and if it doesn't, it's certainly not Jordan's fault. Yeah, no, exactly. No. I'm not a cor- I'm not a curse. <laughs> <laughs> no one blame me, please. So you're playing Betty Rizzo. I am. Yeah. So that, is that a has that been a, a challenge for you to, to get? Yeah, into she's an intriguing character. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's a handful. I'm not going to lie. This is like one of my first sort of principal roles that I've done. So it's just being like a big sort of task to get used to being not a nice person. I can't, I think I'm a nice person, but you know, she's a whole nother world. And obviously singing as well is a whole different stretch because I'm used to dancing. That was my sort of thing as what I did when I was a child. Like that's what I'm trained in. So singing's again, a whole new, a whole new thing for me. Is it ballroom that you're... It is. Yeah. Yeah. So I trained from ballroom when I was about two till about 14 um and then just kind of a mix of everything since then whatever i can do (laughs) 
I mean, there, there are a lot of people that tend to sort of start off in ballroom and then yeah and certainly on the Isle of Man anyway that, that have then drifted over into into the musicals with you know with, we've got David Cowley and there's been uh, the Dawson girls and uh, Laura Bredner and quite a few other girls and, and people that, that have come through that but Perry O'Day as well Perry mm, was Perry yeah. started and, and now look at him he's off in West End and UK tours and all yeah. sorts of amazing things so so you never know <laughs> <laughs> I wish <laughs> There's quite a quite quite a mixed cast actually, and there's there's some some well known people in that cast, but also there's some some fairly newcomers as well, isn't there? Yes, mm-hmm. we have in our principal cast. We have quite a few newcomers that came to the auditions, and I didn't I didn't know them before they came to the audition and blew us away. And Jordan was one of those <laughs> as yeah. well. So yeah, we have Ross Angwin who's playing Doody, and he is this is his first time as an on stage role he was in Hunchback in the Choir similarly to Casey Crane who is playing Kanicki as well and um, he was in the Hunchback Choir so this is his first lead role on the Gaty stage as well so it's really nice to see some new faces and I'm yeah. sure it will be for the audience as well and then we have those old timers well they won't want me saying that <laughs> like Leah and Jack that are in there as well which so it's really nice to have such a variety of cast in there and we've yeah. got some of the dancers who have never done a full uh, full-blown show before and mm. um, so it's a really nice mix actually it's been lovely to work with everyone yeah and we've in the, the pink ladies there's grace hoodless and yes. meg walker yeah so meg's not actually done a show before over here no she hasn't no, no. it's her first show here yeah, yeah. Wow. so she's asking us a load of questions about the gaiety and stuff which right. you just kind of don't like you don't expect because yeah. obviously you just think oh everyone's just done a show but this is like brand new for her like so mm. getting will be ridiculously brand new so yeah i'm excited to see her getting in the gaiety actually like with a fresh pair of eyes has she done shows before off island or yeah i think i think she did some stuff over in the uk right. yeah she's yeah. trained in acting All away right. okay. yeah so and then we've got molly bowman who yes. is yes. our french oh, as well who's fabulous brilliant to work with yeah. too and she has done shows over here yeah, she has. Molly's yeah, molly, yeah, yeah i've done a few uh, dcu shows with molly yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Great. So with the, the show then is, is on at the Gaiety from the 24th of September to the 1st of October? Yep. Yes. So while we're chatting here now on the 13th, it's two weeks. Yeah, another yeah. week and it's... Next and it's, Saturday, yeah. I think, is it? Checking your in. Yes, Saturday. so yeah. we everything arrives on Saturday and then full-blown get-in starts on Sunday and then tech starts on Monday to oh, Friday. Fun, fun, fun. So scary. Yeah, <laughs> and then we've got the first show on the 24th and it's selling like hotcakes, which is yeah. amazing to see. Good, good, but you know, yeah. obviously we still need people to go out there and get oh, the yeah, tickets. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yes, please yeah. do, yes. When you came on last time, which was... About a year ago, August last year, yes. uh, you came on with, with Joey Hillard, didn't you? Yes, I did, yeah. And uh, you were both starting to do some, some workshops and things. But Joey's involved in this show as well, isn't he? Yes, yeah, so he's our creative assistant. So he's been helping myself, Brisha Crookle, who's our choreographer, and David Holland, who is our musical director. So he's kind of been in there helping us out within rehearsals, scheduling, things for tech, everything. So he's been our right-hand man for all three of the production team so he's our fourth member and we couldn't have done it without him so yeah he's so the he's, linchpin that he holds you all together yeah <laughs> well, no he'd like me to say that yeah yeah no, don't tell is. him that yeah don't tell him that i um, said that just because he paid me before yeah. 
if, if it wasn't for him, then the show would just be a disaster. That's, that's what he said. That was what he told <laughs> is that what he said? Yeah. Oh, yeah. of course it is. Because <laughs> <laughs> Joey worked professionally, didn't he? Joey did it on cruise ships. He was, was in Greece, wasn't he? Yes, he was Roger on yeah. the Royal Caribbean. So he was doing that away. And he, he had to come back when it was COVID. And they went back away. And unfortunately, he suffered an injury. So he's having a rest from performing at the moment. Yeah. Um, so he's back on island. So it's been great for us. But unfortunately, it's not the best <laughs> thing for him. Yeah. But then obviously he's he's able to, to, to share his experience and his and his skills and, and, and you know help improve us. You're listening to the Manx Theatre Podcast. How has the rehearsal period been been going for you? I mean, you've been rehearsing over the summer and it's been it's been a warm summer this year. Yeah, yes. so we've been doing lots of rehearsals over the summer. So we've been rehearsing Monday, Wednesday and Sunday. So some of the mm-hmm. Sunday rehearsals have been so hot, haven't they? Um, yeah, especially when we're doing the big dance numbers. Like if you walked in the middle of it, you'd see the whole cast looks like Rudolph. We're bright red. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, when we did it back in 2004, it was like August and we're just in the in the ops rehearsal room rehearsing mm. like we did two week two solid weeks of rehearsals and then and then put the show on as like a kind of semi professional production and yeah you didn't see any daylight in the ops rehearsal rooms there are no windows <laughs> down no. there no um yeah but that was hot and then you're missing missing that all that 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 sunshine sunshine yeah it's very wrong to be in a rehearsal room during <laughs> during daylight hours yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, with with like the Manx operating DCU, where obviously you tend to rehearse from from September through to February March, and you know, you're quite used to coming out of a rehearsal room in in the pitch black. Yeah, and definitely, quite, and quite often the rain. But to come come out of a <laughs> yeah. rehearsal room during summer months into daylight and sunshine, it's like. <laughs> yeah, we've yeah. kind of had the whole pattern really. We started with it being dark, and then it's mm. obviously gotten lighter, and it's starting to get darker again now. So. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But it's been lovely, lovely weather. You can always count on it to be the best weather when we've got rehearsals. Yeah. Yeah. There's like, Sunday rehearsals when you're in in all day. Yeah, genuinely, the, the like day, one it? of the hottest days of the heat wave. I think we were in like a f- three four hour rehearsal <laughs> doing dance call, and we were just like, <laughs> "What is going on?" And of course, all these church halls, the the air conditioning in there is brilliant, isn't it? Absolutely amazing. <laughs> it's like window open or window closed. <laughs> Some of the windows don't even open. That's the worst well, part. Yes, yeah. There's no, no chance of any kind of through air at all. <laughs> Literally. No matter how warm or cold it is. <laughs> okay, um, so to it, let's have a look at some of these uh, our, our questions that we tend to ask people a lot of the time. I'm just trying to get know a little bit more about you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to concentrate more on Jordan because Bethany's <laughs> been on before and we, we've asked her these questions before. I mean, she might have changed her mind on some of these, so she might want to chip in as we go along. Okay, what was your first ever role? What was the first part that you ever had? So, I was in Bugsy Malone, and I was actually in the ensemble, but I did have a small speaking part um, as a waitress. All right. Which, if Gary Chattel is introducing me to someone, he will literally bring up that role every single time, even though it was like 2012 or 2011, (laughs) I can't remember. But um, but yeah, that was my first that was my first role, which is crazy thinking back to it, because that is I think that was Alex Maxwell's first show as well. Yes, I was going to say. Yeah, and I met Leah as well on right. that as well. So it's just it's a bit full circle. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> Bethany, what was your what was your first show? Can you remember? Oh, I don't know now. Your first role. Um, now I'm on the spot. I can't even think. Of can't what remember. My first role. I can't actually remember now. I'm sat here. 
can you look back on the other one? <laughs> I don't I haven't know. Got a mirror phrase, I think so. I was like a steeple or something in a school show. A steeple. A steeple. <laughs> yeah, you know, like from the church. Like right. a bit of a building. <laughs> yeah, like put my arms up. I was part of the church in um, in a Balakumin show called Trade Law. I think that was, but I'm sure I have a better answer from my last one. But Probably. that was a role that I did in Year Seven, so I don't think I did anything before that. Was Were it, you was part it? of the set? No, we. I was part of. I was. I was just mimicking the church. Right. <laughs> was that a, a Chris Mabry special? I think it might have been Chris Mabry. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we had him on a few episodes ago and he was talking about the, the show that they did and we, we talked a little bit about some of the, the shows that he did at, at Bella Camine and how some of those kids have now gone to, to bigger and better things and it's yeah. It's it's great what how, how good the, the drama is at, at Balakamina and St Ninians and how some people have, have gone on from there and do, do fantastic things now. It is amazing mm. what they do at school. I think a lot of that brings people into the theatre outside, mm. yeah. outside of school, just their experiences that they have there and the teachers that they have there. I know yeah. that my teacher in Balakamina really pushed me to do what I wanted to do and I'm really grateful for him for that. So, yeah. Yeah, they're fantastic. I, go, I went to St Ninians. But for A-level, I went to Balakameen just for performing arts. Yeah. And it was just fantastic because, like, I wasn't I wasn't the most confident person. But Danielle Brideson was my teacher. Oh, yeah. And she properly pushed me to, like, out of my comfort zone, properly singing and stuff. So, yeah, it's just amazing what they do at schools now. Brilliant. What would you say would be your, your favourite role? My favourite role that I've done? Mm-hmm. Ooh, um, I was in Annie when I was younger and yeah. I played Pepper. Uh-huh. And that was like the best experience as a kid, because just getting to be moody and stroppy all the time was great. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not too far away from Rizzo then. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's very similar, isn't it? Yeah. I'm starting to see a trend in the roles I've played. <laughs> <laughs> not getting stereotyped at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got one? Oh, it has to be Tracy. Yeah. Definitely. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Can't beat that. I, I would love to do it again. I'd do it in a heartbeat if someone gave me the opportunity. But yeah, it's amazing. Love yeah, it. I'd I'd uh, I'd love to play Tracy's mum. Yes, yeah, yes. I had a little taste of it uh, a couple of years ago in a Taylorian show that we did at the Ville Marina. Oh. but I, I did it still with full beard. <laughs> 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 so maybe I'd get rid of the beard for the actual show. But yeah, no, I'd, I'd, yeah, I think I'm the right age now to play Tracy's mum. Yeah. But, uh... Okay, then, ladies, what would be your dream role, and what's what's the what's top of the bucket list? The, the dream that you the, the role that you actually absolutely have to play. So I'm caught between two, which might sound a bit greedy, but <laughs> either keep your options open. exactly either Velma Kelly from Chicago because I just think she's ace, mm. or Amber Von Tussle from Hairspray. I absolutely would love to play her again, bratty. Why do I always give bratty roles? <laughs> You know, you could quite comfortably play both of those because Amber is a young role and Velma's an older role, so mm. there is time for both. Development, yeah. 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 <laughs> Kitchen Bethany come up with something this time that we're not going to have to edit out? Um, <laughs> it's because I, th- I didn't think I was answering these. She didn't uh, prepare. Yeah. Dream role. Oh, Tracy was always mine, but yeah. I can't go with that. It's cliche. Because I was going to say Rizzo was mine, but again, cliche. See, actually Rizzo. Yeah. She is Rizzo, ace. Yeah, actually Rizzo would be my dream role. She is ace. Yeah. She just rules the school, doesn't she? Mm. She, does. she does. And the thing is with Rizzo, and we found this, haven't we, through rehearsals, is actually there's so much more to Rizzo than what people oh, yeah. think. And actually playing around with that as an actor mm. and as mm. a director, is it's good fun to it's do that. It's been really good, yeah. It's been okay. really interesting. But the thing, it's, it's something that's, that's quite common in, in 
in a lot of shows actually really you know that Rizzo's not the lead she's kind of like one of the secondary characters mm. and more often the secondary characters are far more fun to play than the than the main one because the main one's sort of cut up in a little bit of a soppy love story and you know it's just a bit sort of one-dimensional at times but the other parts the character parts the meaty parts they're they're they're, they're far more fun to play yeah absolutely Rizzo's in a world of her own yeah <laughs> she doesn't care about anyone else in this show bar her yes what do you think then was the part that you were born to play now this is the part that is either most like you or something that you feel you could just step in and run with okay so this might sound a bit cheesy but Elle Woods because I think she's dead ditzy legally blonde yeah but when she gets like her head in the game when she focuses on something she puts her mind to it straight away and I think I'm quite like that as a person so I kind of I think I'd be pretty decent in that role you'd need a good blonde wig but (laughs) (laughs) yeah I'd like that one I I don't know why it comes to mind but I think like the Vicar of Dibley like I know it's not a show or a musical but I think I would be quite good as the Vicar of Dibley. I know that it's it's been done as a play. It was done as a, a as a play over here. That's it. About five or six years ago, my wife Emma played played Geraldine. Yeah. Oh, that would have Vicar. been when I was away. Yes, yes, it would have been. Yeah. So that's why I didn't see it. Yeah, I think the service players did it. Ah. It was well, great... Vicar of Dibley then. Yeah. Then we've got it. Geraldine, go. the Vicar of Dibley. Yeah. Marvelous. Okay. Oh, now this this is a good one. This is um, this is the best and worst costume. So obviously, lots of shows, different mm-hmm. societies. Some societies have a better budget than other societies, <laughs> so quite often the level and and, and quality of, of costumes can can differ from show to show. What would you say is the best and or the worst costume that you've you've ever had to wear? So I'm hoping nobody hates me after I say this. <laughs> <laughs> it's your pink lady outfit. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't tried that on yet, to be right. fair. So <laughs> possibly. <laughs> so I did Shrek the musical last year. Right. And they were brilliant costumes, mm. but some of them were just really like hot and sweaty. So it's between two. Yeah. So I was a Julot character. Right. And I literally looked like I was something out of a Lego movie. So we had this full sort of bodysuit, like latex, lycra yeah. bodysuit. And then you've got like a dress on top of it which was sort of like, you know those sumo wrestling costumes that you get? That was sort of the material. Nice. And then, yeah. And then you have your knee pads and then you have your shoe covers as well, which were also too big. So I used to slip on them, on my (laughs) jazz shoes. (laughs) But they looked amazing on stage. But it was just, and oh yeah, and we had a wig. And I was a man as well. Just to top it off, I was a man. It was like a blonde sort of plasticky wig yeah it just wasn't very flattering and then the next one was we were tap dancing r80s right touch wood so i used to just call us the tap dancing hamsters (laughs) and it was literally a three-piece suit yeah with a top hat with little ears on it and then you had gloves and a big long tail at the back yeah so again when you're doing turns and tap shoes (laughs) and the tails sort of whipping everywhere it was oh they looked, again, amazing on stage, yeah. but it was very hard to it's, work with. It's amazing how many times people come on and, the, and you know, the best and worst costume is, is the same one. I mean, we, mm. had, we had Ian and Jonathan on yeah. for, for Shrek, and they both said that the Shrek and the donkey outfits were amazing to look at, but they yeah. were the hottest things in the world. Yeah, I just... used to stand next to Jonathan in the wings when he came off sometimes, and 
he was a very sweaty man just, in that just, costume. Just nowhere for the sweat to go. It no. just steamed inside. Literally just a full fur donkey costume. It was amazing. Yeah. But yeah, very sweaty under the lights, especially. Mm. Be crawling out of the dressing room by itself by the end of the week. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Have you got any, any costumes that you want to add? Well, just to add to the Shrek costume list, <laughs> mine was the, because um, I was a pig. Yes. One of the three little pigs. My costume was huge, but mm. also the sweatiest costume. We had to have ice packs underneath wow. because we were that hot in it and we had to have fans and it was just pink makeup dribbling everywhere. <laughs> but it was just, it looked fabulous. They like did. the they others did amazing, on stage. Yeah. But as soon as the curtain closed... Us, the three pigs, me, Sophie and um, Grace, we literally just would strip it off and let it dangle mm-hmm. down because we couldn't cope any longer. So that was probably one of my best because it was an amazing costume. Yeah. But again, one of my worst because it was so hot. Mm-hmm. When I did Grease back in 2004, it was a really hot summer. And for some reason, obviously you're thinking, yeah, we're the T-Birds with our leather jackets. These are ace. <laughs> but big dance routines and these big heavy heavy leather jackets. Then yeah. I also had, as, as Sunny, I had these wraparound shades as well. Yeah. So then I'm sweating, but then the sweat is bringing makeup into my eyes, and then the oh, makeup no. is kind of like evaporating off the back and just settling on the back of the lenses, and I just could not see <laughs> for sweat and makeup inside these shades. Lovely. That seemed, that seemed like a great idea for the wear these shades at the time, but then it just became completely impractical. Take a note. <laughs> I know. If you think about that now, <laughs> at least it's September. It's a bit cooler, so maybe the, yeah, the leather jackets. Bit. I think we, I think we found a, a few opportunities at several points in the show to lose the leather jackets. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when the bigger dance routines came Smart up. Smart idea. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm just gonna take my jacket off now. <laughs> okay, the next question, this one this one is more of a, a one of our more trickier ones. Uh sometimes it's more tricky for the guys than it is for the girls, but this is a gender swap question. So which role would you most like to play of the opposite gender? So I had quite a long hard think about this one to be fair. I reckon Jack Kelly from Newsies. Mm. Because I just love, to be fair, I love Jeremy Jordan anyway. Yeah, oh, it's brilliant. And I'd love to sing like him. <laughs> I would love to sing like him. <laughs> <laughs> but just the character anyway, because he's dead cheeky, but then you kind of see a vulnerable side to him as well when he's singing Santa Fe. So, yeah, I reckon that'd be quite fun to play, to be fair. Yeah. Mine's Elder Cunningham. Oh, I love oh. it. From Book of Mormon. I did it when Lily Ratnavel did a show. And yes. it was, um, we, I can't remember what it was called, actually. Like miscast or something. Miscast, like yes. Yeah. We we did Miscast and Laura Pickett and I did You and Me but mostly me and I absolutely loved it. So yeah, that would definitely be the one that I would love to do. No, I think it's time we had another show like that. Yeah. Because there's, there's 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 plenty of songs I'd like to sing that are female parts. Female mm. songs. Absolutely. It was such a good show and it was so fun to be in as well because you got to play uh, you got to play and sing those songs that you've never been able to yes. before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it raised a lot of money as well, yes. which was really good. Mm. And, and in the key that probably is easier to sing as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so before we go, because I think we're, we're nearly there now. So two years ago, just as we came out of the first lockdown, we set up our uh, Spotify playlist. Now, this uh, the idea was that we would set up the playlist and then every person who came on the, the podcast after that point would choose a song to add on and we would create what would be our ultimate musical theatre playlist so neil king and i uh we put 10 songs each in and these are songs that either we've performed they've from a show that we've been in or that they're a song that means something to us so looking at our list then which is which is getting quite substantial now yeah it's getting long um 
Bethany, last time you chose the I Love You song from the uh, 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee. Joe Hillard chose Me in the Sky from Come From Away. Dandy Dancox chose What Baking Can Do from The Waitress. Alex Armstrong chose Children Will Listen from Into the Woods. And Hannah Clinton chose One Day More from Lame Miserable. So, Jordan, what's your song and, and, and why? So... Mine is Wouldn't It Be Lovely from My Fair Lady. Oh, lovely. Because uh, that's the first musical theatre song I actually ever learned. Oh, right. Um, and much to my family's delight, I sang it all of the time. <laughs> um, and I actually sang it for my first musical theatre exam. So, right. Yeah, it's quite a special one for me. It's probably about time that My Fair Lady came back around again. I think, <laughs> think the DCU did it around 2010. I love like that same. show. 12 years. It's about time it comes back for another one. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe one for uh, centre stage maybe <laughs> and you've got you've got plans for the next couple of years already haven't you I think I think they've got Elf next year yes centre stage yeah they have Elf next yeah. year that w- should be a really good one yeah, yeah. before Christmas I love is, it, is it November is it that they're doing now I Elf? believe so yeah. Yeah. yeah I think it's November next year that n- November 2023 they're doing Elf yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah so it doesn't crash with a panther then no <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it'd be dead good I've not seen Elf but uh, like as in on stage, yeah, I've yeah. done. I've I've heard a few bits of bits of the music, and uh, I, I think on yeah, in the Taylor show we did um, the story of Buddy the Elf. We did, we did that song, and that was a good fun, good mm. fun song to do. So I'm actually going to see it um, in November because my friend Dean Callow from the Elf Man, yes, yes, he's in Elf away, so yes. he lives away now. So he's doing a show. He's doing Elf there, so I can't wait to go see that. He's and playing see. Buddy, isn't he? He is playing oh, wow. Buddy, yeah, yeah. So and that's an amateur production, isn't it? That is, yes, yeah. yeah. Um, so can't wait to see that and see the difference between yeah. the two. Yeah, I think Dean's going to be great at that. He's, oh, he'll be amazing. He'll be a brilliant buddy. Yeah, absolutely amazing. <laughs> can't wait to see him. So you put one on last time. I think you were. Hank- I did. Hankering yeah. that you might like to, like another one. I would love to put "Times Are Hard for Dreamers" from Emily on there, please. Yeah. I just absolutely love that song. I love the accompaniment on that, and it was one of the songs that after I came back from uni, my singing teacher gave to me. And I really just gelled with it and got my confidence back in singing. And I believe Sam Box has yes. played Emily as well. Um, so a little bit of... In, she thinks she did a production in San Francisco or somewhere, I think. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, another little piece of home there as well. But yeah, 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 it's a brilliant song, so I'd like to add that, please. Yeah, sure, no problem. Well, if there's a recording of Sam, I'm sure we'll get that one as well. Was yeah. It? Great. All right, well... Ladies, thank you very much for joining us. So, Greece then is running at the Gaiety Theatre from the 24th of September through to the 1st of October. If you haven't done so already, make sure you get your tickets now from villagaiety.com or by calling 600 555. Bethany, Jordan, thank you very much for joining me on the podcast. I wish you and everyone at Centre Stage all the very, very best for Greece, and we hope to see you again soon. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers, though. You're listening to the Manx Theatre Podcast with Neil Callan. The Mount Operatic Society finally got to meet their new director, Daniel Maguire, last weekend and held their auditions for the 2023 production of Kandra and Ebb's Curtains. However, there are a few roles still to be cast and in particular they're looking for some strong male dancers to fill some featured roles. Details of the available roles should be available on the Manx Operatic Society Facebook page. If you're interested, you can contact either Ian or Nikki Openshaw, any member of the committee or Manx Ops Direct through their Facebook page. Hopefully at some point we'll see if we can get a chat with Daniel to find out a little bit more about himself and his visions for Curtains. We'll share the full Curtains cast list on our Facebook page once it's published. Looking ahead, Stage Ed are presenting The Musicals in Concert on Sunday the 2nd of October at the Ville Marina. This will feature Manx-born West End performer Stephen Palfman and his West End pals belting out some of your favourite show tunes. 
On October the 21st and 22nd, Move It Dance Studios present their biannual school dance show, entitled The Seven, which is based around The Seven Deadly Sins. Three Legs Productions are back again on the 26th to 29th of October with Moana Jr. at the Gaiety Theatre. The service players bring their autumn production to the Gaiety Theatre on the 10th to 12th of November with Emily Williams's psychological thriller Night Must Fall, which sees David Dawson in the lead role. Don't forget that Stage Door Entertainment are staging Elegies for Angels, Punks and Raging Queens at the Balakameen Studio Theatre from the 24th to the 26th of November and tickets are on sale now. I'm sure we'll catch up with the service players and Chrissy and Lisa from Stage Door Entertainment to find out a little bit more about their shows a little closer to the time. One final mention before we finish. Kensington Arts are running drama school prep sessions every Thursday during term time from 6.30 to 8.30pm in the Ground Floor Theatre at Kensington Arts. The sessions are £2 each, with the first one free, and are aimed at Year 11s to 21-year-olds who are thinking of applying for drama school. The sessions will explore voice, movement, improvisation and acting. For more information, check out our Facebook page where we've shared the advert from Kensington Arts. Well, with that, we bring episode 38 to a close. Thanks once again to Bethany and Jordan for joining me on the podcast, and we wish them and all at Centre Stage Productions all the very best for Greece, which is running at the Gaiety Theatre from the 24th of September through to the 1st of October. If you haven't done so already, make sure to get your tickets now from villagaiety.com or by calling 600 555. Remember to like and follow our social media pages to get notifications of upcoming episodes and events. Don't forget to check out our Spotify playlist for searching for Manx Theatre Podcast, which is all one word. If you have any events that you'd like us to talk about or promote on a future episode, you can contact us through our social media accounts or by email to manxtheatrepodcast at gmail.com. All that remains is to say thanks for listening, and I hope you join me again next time on the Manx Theatre Podcast. I've been Neil Callan. Goodbye. The Manx Theatre Podcast, taking a look behind the scenes of Manx Theatre. Men and men actors alive for me.